And we are back. OU softball, they're 4-0. It's expected, right? I don't think I should have expected anything less. But Oklahoma gets out of a weekend where they were tested. They won some games the way you would expect them to win. And it seems like they've got out of this pretty healthy. So today we're going to talk about the previous weekend for Oklahoma and what they got coming up this weekend. Today I'm joined by Andrew Smith. What's going on? How are you doing? Great. How are you, man? Thanks for having me um, on. Doing good. Appreciate you coming on. So I think we just got to dive right into it, right? You play Utah Valley, Duke, Washington, Long Beach State. Like I said, you're tested. You won a couple games early. I think this was a really good weekend for OU softball. In fact, there was a time where we thought maybe Oklahoma was actually might have a chance of losing that game. So just want to get your initial thoughts over the weekend, and then we'll kind of look at it game by game. Yeah, I mean, it's a great weekend. Uh, anytime you can go 4-0 in a weekend, that's all you can ask for, to be honest. Um, this is the diamond sports in general. Um, winning any game, it doesn't matter the opponent, because the sport is just weird in that way. Um, you got to be happy about. Now, there's sometimes you can look at a win and go, hey, we kind of squeaked one out there that maybe should have been a little closer than, than it should have been, but uh, a win's a win. And uh, you're just happy to come out uh, clean with 4-0. But, uh, yeah, it's overall um, really, really pleased with the, the grit and the fight that they showed uh, when they did get tested. Um, and two top ten wins. Like, that's uh, – anytime you can get that in, in a weekend, uh, the, the opening weekend where you don't exactly – you know, it's your first time playing against uh, other teams other than yourself. Um in a while so getting the opportunity to do that and coming out clean um that's really all you can ask for yes and one of the things that i took away from is patty Gasso's gonna play the freshman a lot and the freshmen are really good uh and i think that's where we're gonna start right you know oklahoma plays utah valley uh they get bases loaded and pickering i mean she homers one to left center and brings in four runs and i think that's a lot of Oklahoma fans were pretty happy at that point. And you see the freshmen, they really showed out and they did their thing. Uh, I, I think you even, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was that came in as a pinch hitter. But, you know, you saw them come up in clutch moments. So, I mean, looking at the Utah Valley game and looking at what some of those freshmen did and kind of what you just saw from the pitching as well, because I think we saw a plethora of pitchers there. You know, what were some of your takeaways from that game specifically in a 13-0 run roll win? Um, I, I think back to the interview, the midweek interview that Cassie Pickering gave this week. Um, I thought it was really uh, indicative of their mindset of the freshmen, especially. And because the question was, was like, hey, were you nervous or, you know, kind of coming in first at bat, you know, whatever. And she said, I saw ball, thought swing once I swung new home run um, and just, just like that mindset of like nothing else matters. <clears throat> um, and so that like nothing else matters and all that matters is the pitch that's coming to me right now. Um, and that the ability to block out everything else, block out all noise, block out all nerves, just shows you the ability of Patty Gasso to recruit players that <clears throat> aren't afraid of moments, seek big moments, 
<clears throat> but also have the talent to do the thing in the moment. Um, and that's just unbelievable. So as far as like the team goes in, the, in that run roll win, uh, I, it was a, it was a really great performance. Um, you get the opportunity to see um, some defense in that game. Um, get to see some good pitching, um, different pitchers. You get to see Peyton Monticelli come out and close it at the end of the game. Um, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, it's just like seeing, um, some of the seniors come out with big bats. You got a, a bomb from Alyssa Brito, Kenzie Hansen in that game. So just to, to see them excited and kind of kick off the season with a run roll was, was really, really cool. Yeah, and, and then you look at it and you see Oklahoma used three pitchers compared to Utah Valley's five. Uh, Oklahoma didn't need to use three pitchers, right? They just kind of were testing some things out, looking at the rotation. But uh, Utah Valley definitely needed all five pitchers that they put in there. So sometimes you look at the box score and you see who played, and that's not uh, indic indicative of what actually happened in that game. But then Oklahoma has to go play. And I think this was a game that maybe scared some people. Or was it Washington that scared some people? I'm trying to think back. It was Washington that scared people during the game, but Duke was probably more thought of as far as the more challenging opponents mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> going into the games <clears throat> or into the weekend. But um, I mean, I thought it was a really well-played game on both sides. Uh, I think Duke's pitcher came out and was hammering away at our, our offense and didn't show any fear. So I was really impressed with her uh, right off, but you obviously see our offense like make adjustments as they do um, and get some runs across. So, um, <clears throat> and then Kelly Maxwell also kind of showed, uh, even told you uh, in the, the mid game presser again, going back to that, that she was, that she was nervous um, in that game. So, and you could see it. Um, so just really good to see like, you know, them play a really quality opponent. Um, I wouldn't quite say they were tested in the same way that they were tested against Washington, but I think like anytime it's kind of like iron sharpens iron, like it may not have been the same quality of iron, but like they still had to play a really well, uh, really good game to come out with the win in that game. Um, so it was, uh, again, it's really, really great to see, get a great win on your resume early. Um, you know, obviously we hope to not have to need the resume, uh, for seating later, but you know, if you do, then that's good to have that there. So. Yeah, and I mean, let's just move to Washington, right? So uh, that was a late start in terms of any people being able to watch that game, 8.30 p.m. here centrally. Uh, Oklahoma, they get two in the first. Washington comes out in the second, hits three, and they hold a lead on Oklahoma until the top of the sixth. So for me, watching Oklahoma be down for that long, is that's not normal, or at least it doesn't feel normal. And so – Again, tested. They weren't the, the bats just were not hitting well in that game. Washington, I felt like played a pretty good game. So I feel like this is I feel like there's a lot you can take from this Washington game. Come home, practice a little bit before you go out to California. So I mean, looking at this Washington game, what were what is something you think Oklahoma could take away from this game and try to improve on going into I think just the rest of the season? I think grit. Um, grit is the, the word for me that, that sticks out that they were gritty and, and didn't, didn't just go, Oh, we're down, you know, it's late, you know, this, this team as a whole, obviously like not all of them, but like this team as a whole has kind of, uh, shown that being down late, uh, doesn't really matter no matter how many of the runs I think back to the, Cle the Clemson series last year or Texas, 
um, during the season last year, or Oklahoma State, um, you know, they, they don't give up and they, they continue to fight. So um, that, that to me is like what really stands out, that that hasn't gone away. Not that that's surprising, um, but it's still nice to see this unit as a whole still shows that same characteristic. Um, I really wasn't nervous uh, during that game. You just kind of feel like they'll find a way to give themselves a chance. Um, you know, and I saw some people, I got this one interaction on, on Twitter that Nicole May gave up three runs and all of a sudden I told you she wasn't elite. I was like, come on, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> like <clears throat> Washington's got a good squad, like credit to them. Like they're in, there's maybe a handful of teams in the entire country that Nicole May wouldn't be the ace on. And do aces occasionally give up runs? Yes, they do. Just because they run into a couple of runs here and there doesn't mean they're not elite. Um, now, and it's also, again, early season. The pitchers are still knocking off some rust, too. So, like, give them a chance. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it was really fun. And, honestly, I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that you get a new player on the team, a transfer in, who's a senior, that comes up with the clutch hit. Um, that one that wasn't particularly known for their bat at their previous university, right? So uh, now she showed she has a stick in the fall. She played really well offensively over the fall, but over the course of seasons, she hasn't really shown that she's a offensive force. So to come off the bench cold in a massive moment to come up with an RBI, uh, credit to Riley Ludlam. Like that was a, that was absolutely fantastic. Super excited to see what she does with the opportunities that she's given um and just absolutely uh wonderful to see her take that opportunity when given and, and do something with it now correct me if i'm wrong uh, oklahoma played washington last year and i think <clears throat> washington played oklahoma close last year in softball mm-hmm. too. yeah no they did uh and i think i think there's certain programs and certain coaches that have proven that with their scouting they know how to attack an offense like ours. Um, Now for me, like, I think it's pretty obvious at this point to all the coaches. I'm not like saying anything new. I think if you have a right, a left to right moving ball that generally, and if you can do that inside and outside, if you have a pitch that can pitch that same left to right moving ball inside and outside, um, that generally gives Oklahoma trouble. Now, does that mean it gives them trouble enough that they're not going to score more runs than you? Uh, not always, right? Uh, but that generally does induce a lot of pop-ups, uh, weak contact, occasionally a strikeout. Um, so those types of pitchers have generally been the one kind of thorn in the side, if you will, of this offense. <clears throat> um, I think back to Haley Dulcini, um, Sander Cock at times. Um, but so that the, any, in any lefty that pitches left to right has sometimes given us some issues. That's why I think Washington went with the lefty versus, um, the righty in that game and then came in with the righty and kind of like mixed things up. So like there's, it takes, and, and with the elite adjustments that Oklahoma's offense has shown that they're able to make in game, you have to have two, sometimes three pitchers in a single game just to give them different looks so they don't have time to adjust in that game. You know, looking back to the Baylor game uh, last year, I think it was the loss that we had with Baylor. 
um, that they pitched two really great pitchers um, and was able to squeak out a win. Um, was Baylor last year or was it two yeah, years it was ago? Yeah, Baylor. Baylor. We lost three to four in Waco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But then we also lost one to nothing Baylor the previous year as well with the same thing. Um, so it's, it's that kind of offensive attack, um, from a defensive perspective that you have to have like, Hey, we're going to attack the quote unquote weakness of this offense, um, and see if they're willing to help us out. But the, the big kicker is, is you have to throw strikes. If you're not in the strike zone, this offense is going to make you throw strikes. And then when you are throwing strikes, then they're going to smack it. Um, so credit to the Washington staff. They did a really great job. Um, unfortunately for them, uh, it wasn't quite good enough, but I think they played a really great game. And I think Washington showed there was a lot of question marks coming, about Washington coming into this year for me personally. Um, I think they checked a lot of those off. Um, so I'm, I'm, which I'm glad to see. I, I like that program. I'm, I'm happy to see that they're, they didn't fall off as far as I thought they might. Um, so <clears throat> really, really cool to see. So, um, hoping that that Pac-12 is a little bit more competitive than uh, projected. So, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I think it was a really good win for Oklahoma. You're probably going to see a couple more of those, uh, especially early on as the offense starts to figure it out. Um, you know, and obviously in that game too, we also had three errors, which we haven't had three errors in a game in a really long time. Um, so really uncharacteristic, but again, not going to press. They'll, they'll figure it out. So I'm not really worried about it. Um, but and, and honestly, even too, like even a lot, and, and and it's so funny with this team, with the especially with the win streak now, any loss, any single loss, the sky is now falling. Oklahoma's done, um, and that's kind of the world we live in, and that's that's honestly kind of really cool um, because we get to experience the highs and lows of every single game, every single close game. It's like, oh, we're gonna lose the win streak, um, but then if they lose one game. You know, they go four and one this weekend. Like, they're still going to be number one, probably. Um, and if they aren't, who cares? Like, they're going to be number one at the end of the season. So it doesn't matter. There will really be matter. one voter that goes, you know what? I want to take the number one spot away. I was actually surprised. I was very surprised that there wasn't a couple of teams that didn't vote for Texas or Tennessee uh, for number one. Um, just because we played, quote unquote, okay this weekend. And, Tennessee went on the road and beat Baylor twice. Uh, Texas beat UCLA um, and looked really good. So I was kind of surprised there wasn't um, a couple of people that voted them number one, either one number one. Um, I wouldn't have personally, um, but I would have understood it if someone thought that way. Um, but um, yeah, those those two teams I think were um, kind of diverting a little bit. But like I think Texas and Tennessee both. I think Tennessee is better than maybe uh, some people thought they would be. And I think Texas is ad is ad advertised and maybe even better. Mm, don't say that. Nobody likes Mike White's team. Look, nobody likes it. <laughs> nobody, I don't like saying Texas is going to be good or will be good. I certainly don't like saying a Mike White team is going to be – coach team is going to be good. But one has to recognize the facts. <laughs> I'll recognize the facts and say, you know what, Mike White, he ain't going to get it done. So. Oh, trust me. When I had an opportunity to be in the presser last year and be the one that asked him a question that went viral, his response went viral, like was perfection for me, chef's kiss. Um, 
because no one else was going to ask the question. No, like literally no one was going to ask the question. And it blew my mind that I was the sixth question in that press conference and the first one to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> but like, I do not like him. It's not um, unknown that I do not like him um, now, but I do respect that his teams generally play well. Um, He's I don't like coach. him personally. So it's so weird. I don't think he's a good like, person. Is he a really good coach? Yes, but there's a caveat there because he's a great pitching coach, even still, too. But again, a caveat because he pitches pitchers too far and then beyond when they're injured. So, like, I hesitate to say great or good because, like, he takes things beyond health uh, for the sake of winning. And I don't think that's good. So it's like, I don't like calling him that, but his teams do consistently seem to be towards the upper echelon of play. But, and, and they, and kids do love playing for him and they want to when they're hurt, which I get, but at the same time too, like there's, there's a certain level. It's like, look, I have to look out for the, your health and safety as a human being for the rest of your life. Um, and I just don't agree with it. Like you could see two years ago, Haley Dolcini is crying in the dugout because she's in so much pain and he continues to throw her out there because that's all they had. Anyway, some kids, some kids just want to go out there and play her, but you got to be the person that steps up and tells them, Hey, can't do it. Yep. Got to take responsibility. So yes, went back and looked it up. Oklahoma, uh, they beat Washington five to four last year. So Washington's given Oklahoma some headaches. So that might be something that we have to watch, and maybe in the World Series is a matchup with Washington. But you take that win, and then you move on to Long Beach State again. At the end of the second, it was tied three to three. But at that point, there was really no worry because Oklahoma wins that one eleven to three. So another good win. You get the four and zero. You leave Mexico, and you start looking forward to what's uh, going to be in California, but there was some other news in Mexico. Uh, Jordy Ball gets hurt, uh, I believe. Now, did Florida State play Charlotte in Mexico, or was that somewhere else? No, that was at Florida State. Okay, because I think – They were hosting their own tournament. Yeah, we got to talk about that, right? Because We do, absolutely. Charlotte? Now, quick, real quickly, really, really, really hate the Jordy Ball news. Um, that just sucks for her personally – uh, I know what it's like to be injured as an athlete. It's absolutely awful um, to basically miss a season. Um, it's horrendous. Never want to see that. Um, feel awful for her. Feel awful for the softball community as a whole because softball is better when she's in it. Um, so prayers to Jordy, prayers to, to her family and everything. So that's just really, really sad. Um, but she's also the ultimate competitor, so she's going to attack her rehab and, and come back stronger than ever. So. Not really concerned about her future um, because I know she's going to do the right things and, and take care of herself, but uh, it really is unfortunate um, to see that loss of season. But And honestly, unfortunately, I think that's a big, big blow to Nebraska as a whole. Um, so I mean, there, there was a lot of hope that, you know, maybe Jordy Ball could get that program going in the right direction. And that there no, might they be almost beat Oklahoma State last year in, in regionals. So, like, they're not a bad squad. But when you have a loss like that, it we'll see what happens to them and how long it takes them to recover as a team um, and how much they're able to, to improve. So I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I felt <laughs> like Jordy Ball was going to be the make or break to that team <clears throat> in the World Series. Oh, 
No, absolutely. And I and I, I think even if they had beaten Oklahoma State, they weren't making it to the World Series last year. So, like, it was certainly a – they needed something, you know, someone to step up and, you know, and whether it be the portal or a freshman coming in or whatever uh, to be able to take further steps forward. So, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they're able to, to mitigate the loss of her. Um, and I think – and she was going to hit as well. So, like, that's another bat in the lineup as well gone. So, uh, really unfortunate to see, but um, never want to see any any athlete get hurt, but uh, especially one that's uh, such a high-profile athlete as far as the entire sport and elevates the sport, which we're all trying to elevate um, because women's sports is amazing. So, 100%. Now, Charlotte, Florida State. Yeah, that was a really fun game. <laughs> that was a really, really fun game if you got a chance to watch it. Um, extra innings. Um, it, it made, I literally said this in a space, I think the other day, uh, like after that game, I was like, man, this game, this game makes me want all softball games to be nine innings. Cause this is fun. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was a really fun game, but then Florida state came back and I think run roll them, uh, yeah, or very yeah, nearly blanked them pretty much like I mean, obliter- obliterated the next game. So, and, and I said this during the game, I was like, this game is not an indictment of Florida state. This is a statement game for Charlotte has little to nothing to do with Florida State. I think Charlotte's a very solid team. Um, Florida State's just not having a very good game, but that doesn't mean they're not quality. Um, again, going back to Diamond Sports, that, those games can happen. And it they're good enough happen team. happen to Oklahoma. That, yeah, it can. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they're a good enough team that they were still able to go extra innings and give themselves chances to win against a solid squad. Uh, but then responded, and responded very appropriately. Um, so... Very excited to see what both those teams are able to do this year. I mean, I think the there's a lot of questions coming in for Florida State uh, with losing, you know, Sander Cock and um, a couple other pieces. So it's and and I think no one has any questions about their leadership and their culture. I think Lonnie's a great coach. Um, uh, really a big fan of hers personally. So. Um, I don't think that that game was a massive indictment, but it was a really fun game to watch. It was a really fun game on opening weekend. And it's always great to see a program get their first top five win. Um, So it's really, really cool to see. Yes. Now looking into this next week, Oklahoma going to California or not California. I keep saying California. I don't know why I keep saying California. They did that last year. They're going to Louisiana. And well, they're going uh, back to California for Mary Nutter. Maybe that's what I was looking at. I was looking Probably. at one. I, I think I was looking Probably. maybe a little bit ahead. But they got the Cowgirl Challenge yeah. this week. Uh, going to Louisiana. They got Central Arkansas, McNeese State, Lamar, McNeese State again, and Central Arkansas. So this looks like a weekend where you look at it and go, hey, this should be a really easy week for Oklahoma. You really should not learn anything about this team this week. <laughs> Other than maybe if they you, just you'd hope. You'd hope. You hope. Now I, mean, I, I will say I will say that Central Arkansas very nearly beat Alabama in uh regionals last year. Now their star pitcher ends up at Alabama. Um so they they did lose some pieces for sure. But I do think highly of that program. Um I think that they're not quite, you know, get they're gonna feel those losses of those players that they had. Um but if they had if they had kept those, then that might be some a couple of interesting games. Um, so I agree with you. We shouldn't learn that much about Oklahoma. Oklahoma should roll through these games. 
that's not to like down the other programs or anything, uh, but just like Oklahoma's elite and and there's not many teams uh, in the country that are even going to kind of give them a game. So uh, you look to see the offense kind of get on track in, in a couple of healthy number of run rolls this week. Um, but Clearwater's going on right now, um, which has already induced a couple of interesting games. Um, Kentucky um, beat North Carolina after going up six to nothing, losing the lead, gaining it back, losing it again, and gaining it back, and winning twelve to to ten. Um, so a lot of a lot of high quality softball. Even though Oklahoma's not playing high quality opponents, there's a lot of high quality softball going on this weekend. Um, so I think uh, Texas plays. Um, a couple of really great games this weekend. Stanford, I think they play Stanford. Um, UCLA plays Stanford. Tennessee, I think Texas and Tennessee get together this weekend. So that's going to be a great match. Um, I think we're going to learn a lot about the top, probably outside of Oklahoma, we're probably going to learn a lot about the top 10 um, in the country via Clearwater um, this weekend. Yeah, now I'm, I'm looking at the preview for this weekend obviously central arkansas not that good coming in one four uh mcneese state though four and one do you think there is the potential that a four and one mcneese state could cause oklahoma any trouble or is it just hey like oklahoma is better than these teams clear cutting above we shouldn't see a charlotte state type of scenario if i'm not mistaken mcneese state was either a tournament team last year or a borderline tournament team last year so they're not awful by any stretch um, and generally teams, when they play Oklahoma, play their best game. So would I be surprised to see them play very well against Oklahoma? No. Would I be su- surprised if that by the end of the game is close? Probably a little bit. Um, but would I like expect to run roll that game? Probably not. Um, so, I mean, but, and, and and if even if that is close, right? Does that mean like, oh, we should worry about Oklahoma? They've played a couple of close games. McNeese State, like, no, absolutely not. Um, so, but I, I think that um, there's opportunity to learn from every game. Uh, we're gonna play play a decent quality opponent. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see what what pitcher Patty chooses to use. We've used, I think, uh, five this year. So yeah, far. we've used Dill Maxwell. Everybody but SJ. Uh, a, um, who else did we play? Uh, Monticelli and Keeney. Yes. So everybody but SJ. So I, w- I would probably expect to see SJ get some run this weekend. Um, I would expect to see Deal get some more run. Uh, give her a chance to bounce back after that, um, her last outing. Um, and for those of you who think that Patty may have lost confidence in Deal or whatever because she pulled her after three runs, I don't think so at all. I think she proved her worth last year in Stillwater. Um, I was there for that game. That girl was nailed. Um, so I wouldn't really worry too much about it. Um, and especially these early games, you, you, we know Patty likes to test people out and you know give them opportunities and try different lineups and and see how it goes. So. If games are closer than we might think, or maybe we're not, you know, scoring as many runs, we go through this every year. Like, oh, we've only we only scored four runs that game, and that we're in the very good opponent. Well, did we look at the lineup? Maybe Patty was testing things things out and changed things up and played different players, and 
maybe gave somebody some rest or, you know, um, and it's still early season. So uh, we, we do this song and dance every year. Um, you know, Oklahoma fans are so used to excellence. You know, go back to the Nicole May thing, like, oh, she gave a couple runs up, like, not as good as everybody said she is. Like, no, <clears throat> that's just the way the sport goes. Like, the sport is people are going to score, people are going to make errors, people are going to get hits in clutch moments. That's just the way it goes. And that's the beauty of the game. And that's why we keep playing the game. Yeah. Now, you were right. Uh, McNeese State and Central Arkansas both earned trips to the tournament last year. Uh, UCA was eliminated in Tuscaloosa, <clears throat> and then in, or McNeese State was eliminated in <clears throat> Seattle. So <clears throat> the other thing that I wanted to talk about, which was, I think, a big question for a lot of people going into this weekend was shortstop. I think Tiara Jennings played really well. I think she did have one error, though, I think, right? Or was it two? I don't remember her having an error. I think, didn't she? I, I thought she had at least one. She may have had one, but I thought, like, there was, and I tweeted about this, there were so many plays that she made look routine that were absolutely not routine. Like, I remember one specifically, like, she was going, like, coming in on play, and the ball took a hop to her left, and she just went, whoop. And, like, that does not just happen, right? Like, you practice that kind of stuff and are prepared for it and and you're in the position for that and it looked so easy and it was it was it was so easy like even the commentary team just blew by it and didn't say anything like there wasn't even a tweet about it from uh the OU softball like hey great defensive play by Tiara like that play is elite um and there were several of those this weekend that I saw from her that and then she made some great range um, with quick release and got some plays. Um, so even if she had an error, I'm not really worried about it. Like Grace had errors at times. Um, so I thought she played a really, really high quality shortstop and I'm not worried about the shortstop for this season. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying going into this weekend, I think Maxwell probably is your best pitcher coming in to an O in her two appearances. Uh, she logged 7.2 scoreless innings. So I think Maxwell's probably your best pitcher coming into this week. And then Pickering, obviously leading the team right now in batting percentage. You got to love it. Maybe this is the contrarian in me. I think Carly Keeney also has a, a say in that. Like she came in in the Long Beach State game and, and sat down like 11 in a row. Um, and, and also remembering that Keeney didn't get a fall. Um, so giving her some time to kind of get things settled and, and everything else. But I mean, obviously Kelly Maxwell's a multiple time all American. So of course she's probably going to be your best. Um, but I think we have four girls on this team that are legitimate aces, um, you know, depending on where they're at in the country and, and, um, Kirsten Deal probably has the most ground to make up in that regard, but she's still just a sophomore. But I think she has that kind of stuff, and I also think being on the same team with Kelly Maxwell and having similar stuff, I think it's going to do wonders for her. But I'm really, really excited to see what the depth – like having six pitchers is just stupid. Um, but I really love that because 
we've proven time and time again that you can't get through a season anymore these days with just one or even two pitchers. Like you can only get through short windows of the season with two pitchers. You really need three or more. So to have six is just an abundance of, of wealth. And I'm really, really excited to see how uh, not only they manage it, but how the girls are able to stay fresh um, and then take advantage of the opportunities when they get given them. Okay. Love to hear it. All right. Anything else before we head out for the week to watch some softball? Oh, man. Just watch. Just watch in any way you can. Stream it. Watch it's it on, on TV. Go to, a, go to a bar. It's on ESPN Plus. So if you've gotten that for the for the OU before you, you've got access to it, um, there's a discount code through the Big East. Uh, if you want Flo to watch Mary Nutter uh, for $14.99 for the month. I know we've already lost a, month, uh, a, a tournament already, but I think there's still two tournaments to go on Flo. Um, so I think it's absolutely worth it. The content's not great, but you get to watch. Um, and you get to support softball, and those are that are supporting softball. So um, if it's on ESPN like it is this weekend, uh, Clearwater, go to a bar, go to a restaurant, ask him, put on softball. I guarantee you, you're probably going to have a conversation about softball because you asked to put that on and somebody else is going to start talking about it. And it's going to be awesome. Going to be great. It's going to be a great week. All right. Andrew, where can people find you at on Twitter? Um, at, on Twitter at Sooner Soup Guy. All right. Well, appreciate y'all tuning in. If you guys haven't already, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you guys continue to be a part of it. We're trying to put these out at least once a week, but, you know, sometimes schedules. I have a feeling we're going to have at least one week where we probably miss one, but uh, we're going to continue to try to bring on other people, bring in different perspectives, easy, have a bunch of different looks. As we all know, I'm not the most experienced when it comes to softball. Football is my specialty, but we're going to continue to bring you guys as much coverage as possible. But again, hit that like, hit the subscribe button. YouTube wants you guys to watch one of these two videos, so make sure you tune in.